It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Frackers. Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Champions League Final Fracast. Uh, Coffee and Fracast if you're not familiar with the show. Um, let's, let's just kick off straight into it man. It's been a fantastic evening. Um, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. You know, decent show from Villarreal. But Liverpool have qualified for their third Champions League final in five years. They will play every single possible game there is to play this season. And the chances of silverware and doing some of the most unthinkable stuff you could ever dream about in terms of football fashion is very much on the cards. I'm your host, Chris, and joining me to talk about another fantastic European night in Liverpool's folk hall and long history. I've got Yak, Glam and Fahi is on his way. Gentlemen, we're going to Paris. Well, we're not going to Paris because we just saw the tick- we just saw the uh, hotel of uh, flight prices. Um, <laughs> we'll be we'll, we'll be staying at home, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these 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 mighty boys, this this generational team that we are seeing, um, who are performing at the highest possible level week in week out, they are going to they're going to Paris. They're going to play for the biggest comp. They're going to play for the biggest honors in club football. How are you feeling this evening, guys? Because I'm absolutely elated. I'm over the moon, and there's no place I'd rather be right now than recording with you with my favorite guys. No, that's it. I mean, third Champions League final in the little Klopp era. It's I don't think it's actually gonna properly hit me until like the evening of the final starts, and it's just gonna be like, wow, like we're here again. Yeah, um, the atmosphere be crazy yeah. when it starts. I'll be yeah. honest. I'm 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 very happy. I'm very happy. But it's no better feeling than when you actually win. Like I get, yeah. a, I got a migraine slash pounding sort of headache when when there was the last Champions League final. So that that adrenaline is going to be crazy. Like I can't even go work that day. But I'm I'm happy we got through. 
Um, all I can say, I'm happy that we got through. Yeah, it's been, oh, it's, oh. it's, it's, yeah, oh, buzzing. I am buzzing. Another final. It's, it's something else, man. I mean, there's, there's just something about this competition that just, 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 that just does it to you. I mean, you know what I mean? It's the, the electricity, the prestige. It's something yeah. that we've we've all got. Uh, you know, this is something that, uh, you know, when we do footballs and me and, and, and shows like that, one of the big things that always pops up is the Champions League and being able to watch yeah. the Champions League on terrestrial TV, watching all those fam- famous European nights, not even Liverpool-related Liverpool nights, whether it be those those famous Real Madrid teams, the Barcelona teams, yeah. um, the Bayern Munich teams of, of years gone past, and even the Cinderella stories, you know, Deportivo La Coruña, the, the Bayer Leverkusen, the Monaco's, etc. There's something about this competition that just makes it feel so much different from all the rest. And man, the prospect of being able to lift that tro- being able to lift that trophy for the seventh time in the club's history is what spurs them all on. Because you look at how it just affects players like Luis Diaz, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Virgil Van Dijk. Every single person on that team, no matter you know what the contribution is, they're all hungry for it and they all want it. And man, I'm just oh god, I'm just I'm just I'm just so so happy, so happy more than you believe. More than you believe. Happy New Year. We always because we've been we've been here so many times, and regardless of what era it is, it could be a. I mean, uh, domestically, we 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 could not we might not be doing so well, but when it's this competition, we are always the, one of the giants, always one of the giants in this competition. So, um, and it's good that we're continuing with where we're, we're we're actually improving and domestically, but we're still one of the giants in um Champions League football is it's a blessing. And I want to win I want to win as what 10 I want to win at a 10th time. When we win it, when we clock it a 10th time, I don't think anyone will overrule us for a long while. Yeah, I think there's just it's just something like it's just a match made in heaven for like the fact our club just we love the drama. We love the comebacks. We love the 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 first half shambles, second half like legendary performance and and that is just the Champions League in a nutshell and yeah, it's it just feels right. It feels it feels like it's meant to be, especially this season. I was I was lucky enough and, and really privileged to um, to go to the game last week at Anfield against against Villarreal. Again, massive yeah. shout out to Nike for, for hooking us up with the tickets for that. Massive good seats. <laughs> thank good seats. Honestly, thank you so much because um, yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was that was absolutely fantastic. It was even worth the four hours it took me to get back home because of the roadworks. But um, but yeah, no. Um, and you could just tell. I mean, any time you get to watch this team live in the flesh, it's a privilege. But being able to watch them in you know Champions League semi final and to turn yeah. it on like they did, and just the atmosphere, the ground, everything just feels different when it comes to Liverpool in this in, in this competition. And man, I'm 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 buzzing. I'm elated, and I cannot wait. For the final uh, in a few weeks' time, uh, but first, first and foremost, we've got we've got another we've got another final. We've got another piece of business. We've got two pieces of business before we even get into that, <laughs> which is absolutely which is absolutely staggering. I mean, to be still fighting on all fronts uh, at this point in the season is just oh man, it's yeah. oh it's it's just great. You know, I'm going to say it's hard to put it into words, but considering we're on, you know, a word-based format, it'd be really <laughs> shitty of me to actually say <laughs> that. Um, just realised I've not plugged the Patreon page. Um, and honestly, guys, seriously, you you know I, I you know I joke about when we when I talk about the Patreon page, say that you know you know Ellis is going to come to your house and make you subscribe to the Patreon page, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there's no better time. There is honestly no better time to be a Patreon subscriber to Copy and Fracas than it is right now. 
fighting on all fronts. We're recording content on all fronts. I mean, myself and Peter did a quick reaction show to Klopp's new contract last week, which we've not spoken on the pod um, as of yet. And honestly, we're getting to that point in the season. You know, there's going to be live content coming from all the finals because we've got you know a little hook up there too. So honestly, yeah. it's the best time to be a Copper Frackers patron and all from the low, low price a free great British pound sterling a month, 300 pence that you might have in a piggy bank somewhere in a jar somewhere. So yeah, honestly, best of times to be a cop in practice Patreon. Head over to the Patreon today. That is www.patreon.com forward slash cop and subscribe. Let's get stuck into it, man. Um, Break it down! Let's talk about that first half, first and foremost, because, oh, Jesus. Um, the worst possible start out of all the worst possible starts um, occurred. The one thing I said to my dad is before we started watching the game was, you know, if we get through this kind of first five minutes, it'll be good. And then they scored within the first five minutes. And I'm there sitting there <laughs> thinking, okay, this is going to be, it's going to be one of them ones, is it? And then, and then they scored the second one and their ground. I mean, it's a, it's a tiny, tiny town of like, what, 55,000 people? Half of them, you know, more than half of them were in the stadium. And it was absolutely electric. The atmosphere was absolutely fantastic. So when we go to Tuna, um, Yak, I'll come to you first. What, what were your override emotions at that point? Because I was just sitting there. My head was frazzled. I couldn't get over what I was seeing on that pitch because I've not seen them play that poorly since probably the Europa League final. That was serious like non flashbacks meme like i was just like oh my god i remember what it is to be not to be this good and yeah it was yeah it was it was crazy like i think there was something deep down inside of all of us that knew that we would we we we'd find a way and we'd get through it's too all an aggregate but yeah it is just that sort of flashback to like oh my god like i remember when we were actually beatable by any team not called City, and yeah, it's but that's that's part of the the roller coaster ride, and that's part of what's made the last five six years so like amazing is that it's I mean even you look at the start of the Champions League group stage that came against Milan, and it's just like I yeah I hate hate it whilst I'm in it I couldn't think of anything worse in the world, but it, it always ends up all right, and yeah it's yeah it, there was I was I was shocked to be honest, because I, I didn't think that they had sort of that half of football in them, Villarreal. But yeah, it was, I, w- I was very, um, not, I, I, uh, I was kind of optimistic, but I, at the same time, it was very much like, oh my God, we could actually get knocked out tonight. And I was really not <laughs> expecting that to happen. But, you know, we no, done it. Was, um, it yeah, it was, it was the, least possible outcome that you could probably think of. I mean, it was, it, they weren't going to play as badly as they did last week. They were never going to set up as, as they did last week. Um, but I think the overarching over, over thing to take away from it was that, you know, as soon as Liverpool got their shit together, it wasn't even a contest really. That second half, we mm. were just so above and beyond. It was it was a bit of a joke. Gam, um, I'll, I'll, I'll come to you before um, we, yeah. we come to Hollywood Hogan, um, who, who's made a, made a late <laughs> appearance to the building. Um I, I know you were massively frustrated in that first half. Talk to me about the overriding emotions because, you know, the highest yeah. possible stakes and they're playing like actual shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, you know, I, I think what it was, obviously, the, the start that they had, it weren't nice, but I did expect them to come out of the traps. What, what more frustrated me was our performance, our passing, 
our link up, our pressing, our hold up. It was pretty much our defensive display. It's pretty much frustrating me in that sense. Obviously, I'll speak to some of you guys in the group and I'll say this. It's not panic. This is expected. But I did expect us to then come into the game rather than the second half more around the 25, 30 minutes or so. But we didn't. And that's when I was getting agitated. And I said, okay, we're one nil down. Just go and have a go. I'm going to get pissed off. Then just for <laughs> half time, they score a freaking goal. And that's when I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then obviously my phone's going off. Every group with different supporters you can imagine, all of, all of a sudden are awake. When Liverpool are winning, no one's awake. These groups are like crickets. As soon as that goal went in now, the phone started going off. Everyone's getting excited. Oh, yeah, it might be done. And I said, no, nah, we need some changes. We need some changes, you know. Um, and obviously, second half started. And yeah, obviously, we'll get on to that. But yeah, no, emotions were... I was calm, but at the same time, I was agitated. I'll be honest. I was agitated. Yeah, no, um, it was it was a sticky affair in that kind of first, the first 35 minutes, I thought as well. I mean, which completely diabolical. No one could string two passes together. Everyone's first touch was looking quite heavy. And I mean, again, the, the, the goals were just... just oh, they were just so poor to concede. But, you know, before we do kind of get stuck into them, uh, the, the, the main man himself is here. Let me quickly cue up his intro music. Oh, man. Yes. My brother. Oh, man. <laughs> Amazing intro. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I had to, you know, you know, you know, you know the, when, when, when the big boss is on the pod, you got to do it properly, man. Um, man, man, they say I come for feeling? Hollywood appearances, man. They come, they say I come in for Hollywood appearances. So here I am again. <laughs> How am I feeling? What's going on, mate? What's going on, brothers? How am I feeling, lads? I'm like, Chris saw how rattled I was after the first half. I sent I sent him a few messages of how I was feeling and I was just yeah I, I was rattled beyond rattled and I think what it was it wasn't more that I was shaken up by the fact that we may actually be knocked out because I was still quite confident that we'd be fine it was just the performance that I saw in the first half man it was so bad like you couldn't even give them the benefit of the doubt they were just terrible in every like any sense of any type of description you could have given any of those players on that pitch in the first half, it was just shocking. Like, I couldn't believe what I was watching, man. And, like, <laughs> Yak asked a question um, early, I think early this morning, and he was like, oh, what do you think in terms of score prediction? And I was like, it's really hard to kind of predict because the Villarreal we saw last week, you can't really ever assume that they're going to do anything because that performance was so bad last week. And it's like what we saw today was the polar opposite of what we saw last week, man. It was it was crazy. They had one guy on one leg. The bloke literally had one working leg and he was running our defenders ragged. The way they it, said he crawled onto the pitch at half fam, time was they were making him sound like <laughs> Zach Gowan. Remember Zach Gowan, the peg leg wrestler? <laughs> they were yeah. making him sound like he had one working leg and he was on the pitch causing issues it was so disgusting that like, i i don't i'm sure glam is going to get onto it yeah but some of the defending not just trent but robbo Ro some of the things he was doing in the first half i couldn't believe it man and then when we get into the midfield boy i know we're going to get into it krish but yeah i just had to kind of give that quick two minute 
um, thought on like what I saw in that first half because I couldn't believe it. Let's 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 get onto that defense because that first half was abominable. But 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 I've just seen from um, from one of Klopp's comments. He said he asked Peter Kravitz to find one situation to show on the videos of the players in the dressing room at half time where we what we did it the way we, he wanted to. Peter came back and said I couldn't find one. So that tells you about the plan of how it was how poorly it was executed for that first half um, and how abject it was. Um, Graham, I'll come to you. Um, the defense for the first half. Um, what the fuck was going on? And especially with, with all the fullbacks, because it was just it was just complete pandemonium. Yeah, it's it, it was it wasn't good. I'll be honest, with you. I wanted the I wanted Trent and Robbo subbed at halftime. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Fair. I think I thought. Um, they were horrific. Um, I think Robertson was, yeah, I mean, coming back off such a good form as well with that Robertson's back and everything. And don't get me wrong, he, has, he doesn't need a rest. But the, the the errors that he was doing, I know the positioning was just awful. And to be fair, I think that left, it, including the midfield, it left Van Dyke and Canate exposed. I couldn't even, even though uh, the, for the goal, Van Dyke obviously was kind of ball watching. I think it was too exposed. And I think our fullbacks were um, our fullbacks and our centre mid were to blame for that. I think Thiago's passing was wayward. He's probably our best passer. Terrific. Yeah, um, I didn't realise Fabinho was actually playing. I'll be honest with you, I didn't know he was playing. Um, and and Naby was just trying stupid stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it was a combination of our fullbacks and our centre mids did let us down in terms of defence, and they were just on it. They were just well because Kapuwe was balling. Like Kapuwe was on the right wing doing drag backs, Christ. Like, Brav, Brav, we had Kapuwe, Cochlin, and a man on one leg running our defense ragged. <laughs> mate, mate, no, they should have been embarrassed by oh, the song. Yeah, no, the way Kapuwe was able to get space to put that cross in for, uh, for Cochlin. Yeah. He, was, he was blitzing man about, he was just pushing <laughs> man about like they have no business defending against him. It was fucking Kapuwe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think that two DMs that couldn't make it in the prem <laughs> oh were, were doing wing play against <laughs> two of the best. You know what's what? Again, Yak. Remember last week we were laughing at the fact they've got two DMs on the wing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they heard us, mate. They heard us, oh and they were like, oh, "Okay, God. okay." Oh, mad. Honestly, it was. It was it was abominable stuff. Honestly, it was the most nasty stuff I've ever seen from a football team in the highest of stakes. It's like the only possible reason I can think of is they all had COVID for the first half. Fam, it literally reminded me, you know, Villa first half, the seven two. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. Just just the way yeah, they completely that bad. I didn't get that bad. They didn't get that bad for me. Bruv, it, it was, was shocking. Was I was like, that what Villa, the fuck are Villa these men doing? Half, that that Villa first half was, was a nightmare. I've, no. I have I have got to say though, like as as a general team performance, that's got to be up there as one of the worst halves I've seen under Klopp. Full yeah. stop, and that's crazy. Yeah. The fact that we've come away with a victory is so mad to me. I cannot believe we've actually won this game. Only Liverpool. I know. At Villarreal as well. At Villarreal. I'm, I'm trying to think who who was who was worst in that game. Was it us in the first half or the keeper for the duration of the ninety? Oh my god! Because yeah, that really, guy, really, really. that guy was awesome, yeah. massive, yeah, amazing. He's 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 a he's a funny one. Well, he's a typical Spanish keeper in that sense. Some of them are a bit erratic, 
But he he's an he's another version, man. I don't know. It's like he wants to play centre half. Like, I don't know if, if him and Emery have a discussion, but it's like he wants to play centre half. I don't I don't understand some of these decisions. That Marne goal. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do you know what? Only, only a, I don't want to generalize here, but only a Latino keeper could make all of those mistakes and then make that save with his leg. Like, yeah, no yeah, yeah, <laughs> one yeah, else yeah. can do that. Yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, but yeah, no, that game was helping out with Fabinho's goal, but yeah, no, it was poor. It was a poor performance in the first half, as you said. Um, yeah, shocking, shocking, probably one of the worst, one of the worst. It, it truly was one of the worst performances I think we've, uh, we've 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 seen for a long time. Cultivated the fact that uh, at half time we we produced an xG of 0.06, um, which is uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. And you know we we ended the game with a one point eight three. So to say there was a marketable improvement would have been an understatement. Yeah, I didn't even realize that 0. 0. Oh, do you know how bad that is? The, the only shot I can remember was the Tiago one. Which, hit, which, to be fair, was a nice little shot, but... Yeah, I oh, yeah, it was offside, though, innit? Yeah. Oh, no, that was... The, was that the one where they called a foul yeah, on Naby on Parejo? Yeah, I think, yeah, you got offside or free kick, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. 0.06, okay. Half it was not good. Hard to forget, man. We'll stick it on the midfield in a bit, but... Um, I think throughout the course of the 90, obviously... Mane, when he floats into the middle, he, he, he's absolutely, he's ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the contrast in his first half or his second half was great. I thought Salah was good throughout the contest. Jota, man, I, yo. I don't know. <laughs> yo, yo, I just, I, listen, I don't even know what to say about what, I, again, again, he, he was bad, but they were all pretty fucking they bad. They were all yeah. bad, yeah. They were, they were what, all fucking bad. Do you know what's so crazy is that, uh, Throughout the season, we're all sort of thinking like, is, is Jota taking like the Bobby position now? Is is he? Our, we I remember us having a discussion about him being the nine for the future, and within the same year, you look at the difference with like that Diaz, Mane, Salah front three, and you think like, I wouldn't want another front three to start. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like that's how good that front three is together. Like it just works. But another thing to say, Yak, on top of that is the way. Mane looks up front compared to the way Mane looks on the left wing of like chalk and cheese right now. Yeah. yeah. And like you saw in the first half, Mane looked like he was struggling. Like he wasn't he wasn't able to kind of keep up with the game on the left hand side. No, but the moment, had him. Exactly. But the he's just listen, he's getting older, right? It's 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 the it's the tail end of the season. He's obviously gonna be kind of gassing a little bit more. So he's he's struggling a bit more. Diaz obviously has that energy. Um, and it just makes so much so much of a difference Diaz being on the left and Mane moving central because Mane can handle the physical aspects of the game but he can't handle physical and pace on the left-hand side like he he's struggling to track back and do the attacking job on the left-hand side that is clear as day and I, I've noticed that twice now there's two games where he started on the left-hand side and he just doesn't look as good and again it's not a hot take and I'm not saying that yeah we should just move into centre forward moving forward but it's just something to kind of look at and be like oof Maybe maybe Mane on the left-hand side may not work moving forward because he's not looked good recently on the left. I, well, think, I, think, that's complete, I think that's a completely fair point, to be fair. Yeah, and uh, Yak, I'll bring you, bring you on the conversation now as well. Um, the big thing, obviously, when when Diaz came on, and I was saying, saying kind of like uh, throughout the first half, 
the one thing that DS does is you can stretch the pitch and you have a reliable outball every single time because he's that good in kind of taking it with a close control and bringing everyone else into play. He surely has to start from everywhere else now and obviously allowing Mane to play up front where he can kind of use more of his physical attributes. Like like Fahi said, he's not going to be the quickest at this moment, but he's still got those really good physical attributes that suit a number nine to a T. Yeah, I think I think it's very much like that first Sadio Bobby Salah season where like no, no matter how good someone like Origi or Sturridge could have played, there's there's just a difference like that that front three just picks itself and and in every big game for the rest of the season I expect I expect that to be the case because like you, you back in the day it, especially now because he's getting on but you, you wouldn't if you put Bobby on the left he'd be so much less effective. Um, and then having that sort of that equivalent of the sort of energy that Mane brought when he first signed in Diaz, and yeah, it just uh, it brings the balance back to the front three, which we don't necessarily have with Jota. And I don't I don't want to like turn it into a slagging match on Jota because like brilliant player done a lot for us this season. But yeah, the 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 balance of having Mane where he can sort of use his old old man attributes now rather than his, his young man legs and then Diaz who has the legs for days like when Fahi said energy like that guy epitomizes energy like you look in the dictionary and it will be a picture of that will be that picture of Luis Diaz at the end of the game like he's yeah it, it, it's, it's nice to see that balance back in the front three where you're not sort of thinking ah build up plays a bit enough we're sort of relying on maybe a cross and Jota to get a poacher's goal. It's it's nice to have that sort of front three where I feel like we can beat any team with that front three. Yeah. Any team. Yeah, I agree. I, I, do, I do think it's a bit harsh on Jota, I must say. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think today um, he, 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 for some reason, he couldn't beat Abby off a pace. Well, he did, but his touch was off. I just think this, the, the, today's game, was it a game I could say, yeah, it was for Jota, I'll be honest with you, because they were aggressive. Um, you know, they were they will see first to every challenge. They were going to be on your heels. You didn't have no time. I just think the front three of Mane, Diaz and Salah are, um, is probably our best front three. I don't think Mane was particularly good today. I think he was all right, got his goal. Um, you know, I don't think Salah was good today either. I think he was all right um, at best. So in, in hindsight, I think Jota wasn't, good but today's game I wouldn't I would say is a bit harsh in terms of how Villarreal was because we didn't have much of the ball we didn't have much of the ball passing was off you got to think the service to Jota today was, was embarrassing so he, he, he can lean on that sort of side of things but I do agree our best front three is um, Diaz on the left uh, Mane through the middle and Salah no doubt about it but yeah Jota's yeah, still the man Bagsman Bagsman yeah, hundred percent. Because, but Diaz coming on, like Chris said, the the way he stretches the pitch, that yeah. gives our midfield and our fullback pairing so much more time and space to actually work the game and do what they want and play it back across the defense, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because the Villarreal team always have to sort of have their eye on their shoulder for for Diaz because he's, he's scared the life out of them as soon as he come on. And yeah, ha- having that aspect of someone that can just take the ball, just go towards that corner of the pitch and just not lose the ball. Like, he, he has that sort of, 
he's not like Suarez in many ways at all, but he has that thing where it doesn't matter where his... The defender can have the advantage in terms of body position. The ball's sticking to Diaz's foot, nevertheless. And yeah, it must be so nice for the midfield to know that they can just ping the ball out to him and the whole team can just push up and they don't have to worry about losing the ball straight away, which, as far he alluded to, Mane sort of got into the habit of that when he plays on the left, has a bit of a baggy touch sometimes. And yeah, and, and when, when you're playing on the left wing, you, you almost need to have good hold-up play, which you, you wouldn't necessarily um, attribute to a left winger. But in our system, the, 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 like Salah's hold-up play is one of his most underrated aspects. The fact that he mm. can keep the ball, wait yeah. for Trent, wait for Hendo, and then all of a sudden we've got him pinned, yeah. And that's what we did in the second half so well. I'll ask a general question kind of to, kind of to all of you, really, but bit of an open question. But do you think a lot of this kind of comes down to the fact that, uh, from when I look at it, the link-up play between Manor and Jota is pretty poor? As a pairing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, agreed. It's poor. Not pretty, it's poor. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some ugly football, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, I've still got a headache from that first half, man. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. I'm lagging now. That that first half is gonna it's it's one of those ones where it's like, oh, they need to get that first half out of their head completely. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, no, they don't. But how? How do they do that? <laughs> you know, like you know, like when you go into the dressing room at half time and you've performed like that and you've literally given away your two goal advantage and you've not you've not done anything good in that first half. How do you, how do you, you can't wipe that away. You have to use that as fuel to kind yeah. of motivate you and be like, look, we were so fucking shit in that half. Second yeah. half has to be a completely different game. And thankfully, obviously I know we're going to get onto it. It was a completely different game, second half. Yeah. It, it yeah it, go on. Yeah. No, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, it just, it does, it it speaks to the the the, the team and, the fact that you know the coaches would have been on to him and like that Klopp comment about Kravitz with the the video, you know that was mentioned and they say like obviously that the certain players would have been taken to the side to look at footage and stuff like that and I'm sure they'd have been quite upfront about it and said look boys, I've uh, got nothing to show you mate because uh, you, you're going to have to dig deep and remember how you've performed before because there's nothing to take out of that first half and I think, yeah, I think obviously the Diaz change is a big part of that, as we'll get onto. But yeah, it 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 almost it does speak to our mentality again that like no matter how bad we play in a half, the next half that we play of football is always going to be different, and that's 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 a big quality to have. You know when you have those like those those mornings at work, but but they're just like so terrible. You know the rest of the day just can only get better. It, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of felt like that so the, the, the only way was up was simply just by default um, let's touch on the second half but we'll, we'll touch on the second half after these commercial advertisements why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with Royal Caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America you don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Thank you to whoever Blue Wire uh, placed it there for the ads. Uh, we appreciate your support. Um, yeah, second half, uh, like we said, it could, it could only get better. Um, literally, as soon as they kicked the ball off in the second half, um, it was a remarkable improvement from, from what we saw in that colossally shit show of the first half. What do you guys think the adjustments were that were just made, if any, in general, uh, obviously we talked about Diaz coming on, but what do you think did the guys did anything kind of differently to the approach that they had in the first half? I think I think our um, obviously the most obvious one is that the front three clicked and therefore affords everybody else on the team time on the ball, etc., etc., etc. But I, f- I feel like our and and this might be to be honest more to do with how Villarreal come out in the second half, but I felt like our back four was a lot quicker to push up. And we 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 didn't pin them at all in the first half. And as soon as the second half kicked off, you could tell that they were reminded that that's kind of how we play. So go and fucking pin them back. And we did it straight off the bat. And then everybody gets into the game. And I know everyone played so hilariously bad in the first half. So it's impossible not to be better. But every single player played better straight away. And you could see it. You could see it from as, as soon as Thiago, Fabinho, Naby got on the ball, it was like there. It was like it was a week apart. The two halves, like the the, the composure was just all of a sudden there, um, and yeah, it, I, I I can't. I genuinely think I know this is a, a cheap analysis, but I genuinely think that the the Diaz change, him getting on the ball straight away, winning the ball back, pressing. I think that was probably the biggest wake-up call and it just clicks everyone back into the, into, into the way that we usually play. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with um, that. Yeah. Well, also, I think as well, I was saying obviously in the first half that the way the intensity that Avila are playing and most of their guys are what, approaching 30 or 30 odd, not that it's old, but in football terms, obviously, fitness-wise, it does get, it's got to catch up with you. I just think they're tired um, and it's, it's not, it doesn't respect obviously us coming back out better, but I think at some point they was going to tire. And I think if the Diaz change gave us more balance, Fabinho played come more into the game, Thiago's passing got better, Naby got a bit better. Because I'll be honest with you, hats off the clock. Because I've, I was, I was thinking about five changes. Um, probably, probably, Fran, probably. Right. I would, I wanted Naby off like a 50. Like, how, how did he, <laughs> the, you know what, the patience that man had. To it's bring ridiculous. those three out yeah. again in the second half <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, no, yeah, I did, I did understand that when I saw only one change. I was like, "Nah, this man, this man, this man." But I to him, man. Obviously, he must come because I think Klopp's with Klopp. I think every single these press conferences and these um, pre-match and stuff, he was just like, "Yeah," even with um, Emery saying, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna suffer," and I was about to say, "Well." In the long term as well, but a good team such. He's like, yeah, we will suffer, yeah, we will suffer. And but that was too much suffering for me. 
that's too much suffering for me anyway. And I'm sure you guys as well. But mm-hmm. the fact they come out, he knew what change he made, and he kept on the rest of the squad. All of them could have got subbed, and he didn't make no changes. I think you got to give credit to him because it obviously worked, and he looks like a genius, don't he? Yeah, hundred percent. I think it shows as well that the Klopp trusts the quality in the team a lot more than say in previous seasons. Um, that he's like, actually, no. I think if I just make a little tweak. I know that these guys will just get themselves into the game because they're that good. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, I think, like Glam said, like it's, <laughs> I I could have made if I was the manager, I'd have made five changes at thirty-five minutes, <laughs> and this is exactly why I'm only level one on my coaching badge. No, but, <laughs> I mean, is that is it though? Like he he obviously sees the the quality in the team throughout the week he obviously came with a game plan and he is almost braver to sort of stick with it than it is to sort of change hand and sort of go you know what I'm just gonna throw the kitchen sink at it and yeah hats hats off to him yeah because if if he'd have taken Naby or Thiago off even Fabinho you you do risk that I know he took shorter off, but you do risk that sort of confidence hit because it's such a big game. You yeah. almost need to hold them in the fire because if you if you take them out, then we all know what happens in it. Everybody will just get onto them, and then every game they play for the rest of the season, it's going to be like, oh, we can't trust him. Rah rah rah. Tiago isn't the man for big games. Naby can't hack it. Fabinho yeah. is he that good and everything like that? So yeah, I think he he almost supported the players and said, like, come on, you trust me, I'll trust you. You go yeah. earn that trust sort of thing. Yeah, 90%, yeah. 90% of managers make substitutions more than one. I'm telling you, 90% yeah. make more than one changes after that display. Yeah, and Pep would have, Mourinho would have. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't begrudge them for doing so either. No. <laughs> Legit, it was that bad. Yeah, it, honestly, if we if we had ten subs available, uh, yeah, I I'd, I would not have moaned if we made ten subs at half time. It's one of those ones where you kind of like wish we had basketball substitutions just to kind of like flog them all off for ten minutes and just kind of, yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah. just give yeah, them absolutely. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have took any one of them off, and it would have been yeah. justified. Yeah. Bet maybe bar the keeper. And that was it. Um, I bet. Um, yeah. I bet Hendo was a bit annoyed though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought he would come. I, I thought he was going to come straight at halftime. But like, you know, like, like you guys said, I think it was the right decision to actually leave Nabi on because he played himself into the game. Um, but again, kind of like we talked about, kind of Jota coming off was the right decision just because simply how they were kind of taking that man market approach and being a bit more physical to the game and having him be able to stretch stretch the field a bit more was was was, was, was so key and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the other people who came alive in the second half was for, was was Fab. Um, yeah, second half he was so so strong, and obviously he scores the big goals to change the game. So, what, what were you guys think? I think of, of his performance in the second half because it was back to being very much no nonsense Fab, um, and he was completely switched on and helped us change the game. I mean, it just looked like he actually came on the pitch this time. So, yeah. <laughs> like first half, everything went oh. through him. Like, legit, like, le- everything went through the guy. Pause. Um, second half, completely different story. Um, and you know what? For that goal, I'm guessing we were all thinking the same thing when he didn't put the cross in first time. Yeah. Yeah? We, yeah. we thought he messed it up, right? Because I straight yeah. away, I was thinking, oh, he's fucked it up. Yeah. And, and then 
thankfully, I, I'm guessing he was trying to go to the keeper's near post, um, but he didn't execute it correctly. But it went through the keeper's legs instead, and and it and it worked out. But yeah, at first I thought he completely messed up that um that that chance on the right hand side. But yeah, thankfully the keeper just wasn't on anything, and he just went through his legs. Yeah, agree. And I think um yeah, well, I'll be honest with you. He could have, he could have second half. He could have had one touch and sprayed the ball across the field. That'd have been better than his first. It weren't much to take for him to have a better second half. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But the fact that he, he he got the goal that we needed, yeah, I loved him again because I was pissed off with him. I can't lie. He was he was anonymous. Um, but yeah, now second half obviously come back into the game. And Fabinho's Fabinho's one of our go-to guys, and he's one of our spine. So in in situations like that, you look to him and. Because we know the quality that he's got. And I just think he needs to obviously be right off the first half. That goal made up for anything that he'd done better. And obviously that then put the catalyst for us to move on. Because we needed that goal. We needed that goal bad. And it's it a good time that he scored that goal as well. Because I think one more goal from Villarreal. And yeah, I think I, um, I would have panicked. Can't lie. Even more. Yeah, I think, we, I think we all would have if it would have been one more goal for Villarreal, considering that, you know, like we said, they had got a guy who was basically crawling on the pitch. Um and and yeah, it, it was just it just it just was not fun. Uh, fun fun fact though, uh, Thiago is one win away from becoming the second player to win the, the UEFA Champions League with three different clubs. Uh, who is the other player to do so? Seidorf. That was that- ridiculously quick. Um he's one of my favourites, Seidorf. Yeah, he's one of mine as well. What a player. Um. Yeah. I'm, 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 you knew as soon as we scored the first the first goal, um, to kind of bring us back in the game, it would be completely out of reach. The mentality switch is the one thing I'm really interested in for the second half, as they kind of just kind of get that breathing room with the goal, and it's the uncanny ability to take over games when we're in that mm. position. Is Fahi? I'll kind, of, I'll kind of come to you on that one. Just kind of, as we're kind of unable to quantify what the fuck happened in that first half. Do you think just kind of that mentality switch is the thing they need to focus on within the first 10, 15 minutes of games, especially now that we're in such a... It's not even crunch time, is it? It is literally the, the very tail end, the arse end of the season. Uh, but by mentality switch, what do you mean? In the sense of that they, they need to ha- have that switch ready to go straight away? Or do you mean in the sense of when something goes wrong, it needs to switch? To have it to go straight away, because I always think... I'd be interested to see if you guys feel the same way. The first 10 to 15 minutes, dependent on the circumstance, we always use that out to feel out opponents. Yeah. We kind of don't go for the kill and we don't, you know, uh, well, yeah, I guess we don't assert dominance from the very start of the game just to say, we're putting this to bed and we're going to use the remainder of the game to kind of conserve the energy. Do you think that that's something they need to kind of do from a mentality switch, especially now when we're kind of within that, you know, golden period of the season? Yeah, uh, uh, you're right, but I I think they they that's what Klopp actually wants anyway. I I just you know what it is. I think this game, if I'm really keeping it true, there's a few things that came into play here. Number one, the the pitch didn't help. Okay, it wasn't oh, completely yeah. waterlogged, but I don't I don't think it, it helped in the sense of the ball was skidding around way too much. So when they were trying their floating balls um behind the defense and stuff it was just going out of play the the forwards couldn't reach it or anything the passes weren't making sense nothing worked right the second thing was because that stadium that pitch in general is quite small the way we try and play football and the way we were trying to play football in that first half was just never going to work 
again, especially with the weather conditions, that's right, right? Um, weather conditions and stuff, right? So when you're talking about like mentality stuff and, and kind of being a certain way, I don't think that was the issue today. I, I just feel as if the game plan was completely wrong in that first half because what I've noticed in the past, all right, take Newcastle aside because I think that was just a, let's just hope we can kind of grab a goal and defend for our lives. But take Newcastle aside, I feel as if we've actually tried to do that where we, we've tried to just go and blitz teams in the first half or like the first 30 minutes and then sit back for a bit. Um, so I don't think it's a bit of a problem. What I would say, though, is the reality check was needed. And one thing I think you guys can all agree on is whenever there's a reality check for these players, they do react straight away. It's not a thing of it keeps on lingering on for a while. It's just that one reality check happens and they're like, shit, we fucked up we need to fix it and then they fix yeah. it and that's what we need to commend them for yeah I've, oh, I 100% agree with that I think I think it was we, we we do um we learn from our performances very quickly and like most teams may learn in between games but we we do have a habit of learning during a game and then we we can turn it around get that goal back and all of a sudden we're just all of a sudden you just can't see us losing um and i think yeah i think that's a big part of our game and i think it's the amount of games that off the top of my head i can only think of a few but if if we actually look back during the last five six years the amount of games where we have sort of needed to just sort of kick ourselves up the arse during the game and we have is like i guarantee it's happened to us a lot more than most other teams and i think that that is the 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 main sort of aesthetic difference between us and city is that we we almost like need the setback in a way and and as soon as we get that there's no looking back um and so so yeah i've I, I, it's very emotionally tiring but i absolutely love that about our team you know, if if we have a slow start like you you can put money that the second half will be completely different. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's I think that's completely fair. It's it's that in-game ability to kind of have the problem solver that they do, and just knowing the stakes that that, that are being raised in all in all, in all fairness. But um, yeah. No, I mean considering how poor the first half was, I'm, you know, I'm not only going to say I'm super proud of them to turn it around in the second half. You know, they they did the job that they were supposed to in the first half in the second half in terms of putting it completely out of reach. Um, and just uh, eviscerating any form of hope that Villarreal had. Um, but yeah, man. Anything else that you guys kind of want to pick up on in in regards to the game that you that you thought was was, was kind of interesting? I, Not I, the game. Go on, yeah. I was going to say, I just, <laughs> I really don't want to say this. I mean, you obviously all know my reasons, but do you know what that that first, especially the first like five minutes, because to, to me. I don't think Naby was like particularly worse than Fabinho or Thiago in that first half, but he set the tone because he had the first few bad passes. Yeah. Do you know what it really reminded me of? You 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 know that that famous clip that other fans shared, the the Hendo Croatia performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was I was watching it and I was like, no, 
no, like, please, no. And then he just <laughs> boot it up the pitch. Oh, my God, no. There was you no know, one you there. You know what? You know what, though? You've seen two sides of Naby when, when the going gets tough, right? You've got the one where he starts hiding and, like, yep. he pretends as if he's doing something, but he's not actually doing anything. <laughs> or you had this one where he's actually trying to do something, but nothing is coming off. So yeah. I'd rather have this one where he's actually trying to do something. Um, because for, for, for Fabinho, in comparison, he was actually doing nothing. So, and he's going to get away with it. Like, no one's going to talk about Fabinho's bad performance. They're going to talk no. about Thiago and Cater because you saw them on the ball and they were just messing up. But Fabinho actually did fuck all in that first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought at, at least Naby and Thiago were tactically okay. They were in the right positions. They were getting in good positions to cover and stop passing routes and make tackles. But yeah, on the ball, it was... Yeah, I, I mean, Naby's had a couple of games like that, but I don't think I've ever seen Naby and Thiago, either of them, have a performance like that for Liverpool. Yeah, no, I agree. I think one thing I would have said, I, I was, I know, obviously, the weekend, the other game, but I was surprised that Matip didn't start. I really was. I think uh, if Konate would have started, it would have been for Saturday's game against Spurs. With Song and the Kane, um, that'll probably be a a, a a match that suited Konate more. I was a bit shocked, not shocked, but I was a bit surprised. But I get why I clocked to them. But I thought Matip Matip was kind of obviously a starter for today, so I, I was quite shocked when I saw that name. So the interesting thing for me there is, I think if the Champions League final was this weekend, I think Konate play again. Yeah, yeah there's, there seems to be a pattern that Canate really? plays in Europe yeah, and yeah, Matip yeah. plays in yeah. domestic. Yeah, I think, Glam, don't be surprised if Canate starts the final. I feel as if he... I think Klopp has gone with Canate for the fight for the Champions League for the last few oh, rounds. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll be surprised at that. I'll definitely go with Matic, man. It depends yeah, do, on who it is, though, it? It, it depends. For example, if it's Vinny... Um, if Real Madrid goes through and if, if it's Vinicius, then you'd probably want Canate because he's got the recovery yeah. pace. Yeah, uh, physicality. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's the positioning that will bother me. Yeah, and, no, I get you. And, and the occasion. I, I'll have to go Matip. I'll have to go Matip. Oh, no, I've just, I've just, I've just like, Matip is still the first choice for me. I do agree with Glam, but I've just, yeah, I've just had visions of Vinicius getting in between Trent and Matip. Pause. But you, a Champions League final, I think, you know what I mean, Kalanta's got many to come. You know what I mean? Young boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't overlook my tip. I can't. He is, um, there is that that aspect where, as much as we're thinking about, like, Vinicius, is is Matip a better matchup for Benzema? Because because of it being sort of better in the air and, and better with Benzema's back to the goal. Kalanta was, was good in the air today. Yeah, oh mm, no, yeah, Kanata Kana- yeah. is really but good, yeah. I do I just do think he like with Matic was striding that coming out of defense. I think he's got like more experience. Kanati's position is Yeah, sometimes. yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Definitely. Uh, I, I get that. Don't spiral out and then the final Klopp, I think Klopp surely trusts Matic more, surely. Yeah. I, I mean let's wait and see in it. Let's see who the opposition is first. Glad, I've got a question for you, right? Go on. Yeah, go on. Um, so I think Anton, um, two two days ago, he asked a question on the TLF account. I'm sure it was Anton. Um, and he was like, oh, who was, who, who's been your signing of the season in the Premier League? Um, and obviously, whenever a Liverpool fan said it was Luis Diaz, he, he would, I think it was him <laughs> yeah, again. I saw that. I'm saying, I saw I think that. He, he would jump on that and be like, why the hell would Luis Diaz be like signing of the season and stuff? Now, yeah. 
I personally think, genuinely, it's a genuine shout for because I think he's revitalised the entire team. And I think yeah. if one signing can do that in January and perform the way he's performed and given goals and assists and performing the cup final and all that kind of stuff, yeah. then, it's, then it's up for discussion. What do you think? Yeah. 100%. 100%, mate. I'm, I'm, who, 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 do we, who do we bring in this summer? What, Konate? Um, who else? Konate and Diaz, that's it. Yeah. And Konate has been a, a, a great signing. If you look around... You know the shitty Maguires and the 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 the, the past it Varans and stuff like that. Then he's a great shot. But Diaz, in terms of in terms of candidates for us, it's going to be Diaz, isn't it? Okay, what other candidates on off top of my head? Signing to the seasons, I'm thinking. Do you know what? I think the other options. been a good signing. I think the January signings are the two in my head: Bruno Gamirez and Diaz. Yeah, and, no, and Bruno, Bruno Diaz, so Bruno yeah, took a while yeah. to get a game. So it's going to be Diaz. And I'll tell you why it's going to be Diaz for me, not even being biased. Just what far he said. Um, but it's the impact. It's the impact, the fact that from, you know, okay, Bobby Firmino scored a hatchet when he came back from injury. We we don't, I mean, we don't miss players as what we usually would. And that is because this guy has come. He started off at Cardiff where they battered him. And I was like, fucking hell, is this the game to actually play in him? But he got used to it. And from then, he's kicked on. His impact, if anyone watches Liverpool and understands his impact, his impact alone has been massive. It's been that massive that we could do the quad, the fact that this guy is now part of the strongest front three. That he's mainly owned. Jota, before he come, Jota was a shoo-in. Jota was, I mean, he's got 16 goals, is it, Premier League goals? Yeah. Um, in the um, Premier League this season. Um, Jota was the man now all of a sudden Jota's a squad guy for us do you know what I mean Jota's like nah 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 Diaz has made that his own and he had no right to so I agree with you 100% not, that's not a wild shout in the slightest he can be the sign of the season no no doubt about that no. yeah I, I, I think if City had maybe made a sign in and they'd come into the team and made a big difference I think they'd be in with a shout as well but I'm not someone that likes to give individual achievements for team achievements but with this sort of thing impact on winning is got to be the biggest box to tick for signing of the season and Diaz has had the biggest it doesn't matter whether you come in summer because you can come in summer and then show form in from December onwards yeah don't matter matter when you come it's about your impact obviously you you're the sign of the season based on your impact for your team you're not the sign of the season based on oh because you came that time and that time. We've you know how much games we played this year already? And that we're gonna play. Like we're involved in a lot of fixtures. What when in season comes, we can tally up Diaz's appearances and then see if it qualifies for sign of the season. Nabi's played 36 games. Nabi has. Like that's, that's how many mad. games we've played. That is mad. Yeah, Matip exactly. broke his record for the amount of appearances in the season. Like it's mad. Yeah, now Diaz is definitely a candidate, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I just, I just yeah, kind of yeah. want to, I, I want to bring it up, Chris. Obviously, yeah. you, you give your thoughts as well. I just want to bring it up because I feel as if we probably don't explain ourselves properly when we, when we say Diaz, and it's like that, the, like he's literally driven our team to another <laughs> level the moment he's come in. Like, yeah. I, I felt as if we were kind of like drying out a bit in Jan, yeah. early Feb, and he's come and he's completely re-energized us and he's taken us to another level. 
Yeah, uh, to be, I thought more neutrals would see that perspective because yeah. of the League Cup final. Uh, I the, that you, you, you completely forget that when it comes to Liverpool, people throw all forms yeah. of logic out the window. So a hug, yeah. mate. Especially um, Andrew, Andrew the hater. He hates Liverpool probably because of me, but he's a hater. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's usually you. It's because of you that yeah, he comes yeah. up with the super. Again, I'm okay I, with it that. may it may not be him. So if he listens and he starts having a go at me tomorrow, it may not be him. But I'm pretty certain <laughs> yeah. it was him. No, no, that's no, bad grammar and punctuation. stick it him. Likely to be him. I'm sure. I completely agree. I mean. Uh, you look at Trent. I mean, Kulusevski. I think is another good one in yeah. terms of how he he's kind of oh, the yeah, same similar effect for for Spurs really, in terms of re 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 energizing their kind of top four ambitions. But I mean, you, can, you look at what Diaz has done. He's not only kind of injected himself into the team; he's injected life into Mane as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, the the Mane number nine thing is only possible because you have Luis Diaz on the left hand side to kind of mm-hmm. help with him in that position, and and yeah, he's 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 so good. Like when I did that kind of skating breakdown on him on the, on, in in January, I thought, you know what, I think he can come in and make a decent impact. Then we can make the impact that he's done now. It's it is it's transformational. It's yeah. it's absolutely crazy because he has all the attributes of the things that we you thought that we we one hundred percent lacked in terms of a option off the bench but you know he delivers it even more when he starts so I mean he's 100% a candidate for the sign of the season Um because you, you, know, you could say you know Arsenal fans are going to get really unique and say oh what about Aaron Ramsdale what about Ben White it's like well, what about him you know I mean? yeah they've, they've done well in terms yeah. of the fact that they lost the first three games and everyone's like Arsenal are going to get relegated but like when you actually step back and look at the season, uh, can can Arsenal fans really suggest that their players are in the conversation just because they've overachieved a little bit? Like you've got to remember that nearly everyone else in the league has been crap, like yeah. bad, bad. So like you, you, uh, uh, I'm I'm a big, I was gonna say Arsenal fan. I mean I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I'm a big fan of like their team. I love a lot of their players. I like Arteta, but yeah, I, I think. They have to hold hold that one a little bit and sort of say it's got to be really like the 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 way that City and Liverpool have performed this season, and Liverpool can put that down to a signing, then it's got to be him. I mean, as someone who does shop at Zara, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, of Nicola Teta and, and the lookbook that he delivers <laughs> on the sideline. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that has to be said. But no, I'm I'm, I'm in complete complete agreement with you guys. But man. Uh, what what a night this has been, not only for Liverpool, but what a night for Copa and Fraca, man. We've, you know, yeah. in, we, we've all been able to kind of. I think this is the moment where, you know, not, not to get emotional, I think this is where it's all kind of clicked that this team is one of the best that we will ever ever see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it's weird yeah. that it's kind of taken getting to the, the final of the most prestigious you know club competition in the world to kind of make you kind of sit there and think, wow. Or even, this is yeah, no, one facts, of the best teams we've ever seen. 100%. Even even if we don't get over the edge with the the quadruple, it's like the teams that have made three Champions League finals in five years. They're all that that little short list is the list of the best teams in history. So Barca, and Madrid, right? Barca, Madrid, Ajax, Old Milan. That's I think full I stop. think Juve did it as well back in the day. Yeah, 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 but yeah, and look at that team. That was like yeah. one of Italy's best generations yeah. winning the World Cup, and half of them played for Juventus. 
know what I mean? It's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, facts. And yeah, I'm yo, I'm gonna be there. So I'm I'm happy as Larry, mate. I've, you I've, hit the jackpot, I've, man. I, I, I hit really, the really. jackpot, Chris. I know I, I know I know we I know we joke and say that you know you only come on for the Hollywood appearances, but man, you know, there's no one that deserves it more, man. You put the work <laughs> in, you put the effort in, you know, both in and out of Coppin and I'm I'm really happy for you, man. No, yeah, thank I'm, you, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy to see people get into the finals, man. It's good to see. And I'm, I'm, I'm even more happy that you booked your hotel beforehand because just I almost had a, a, a stroke. Fucking looking at the um <laughs> the prices before we started recording. Yeah, I've, I've seen me. the chat. I'm, I'm going to read the text in a bit, but I saw something about fifty two grand. <laughs> Mate, just just to go to just to go to Liverpool on the weekend of the final. It's 120 quid for a Premier Inn 20 miles away from the city centre. Yeah, it's mad. That's <laughs> mad. <laughs> what? It's well, mad. Lenny, Henry, Lenny Henry himself better be at that Premier Inn for 120 quid. You know <laughs> <what I> mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Laying on the pillow next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, who are you taking for Man of the Match, by the way? Because I thought this was a really Ooh, interesting one. Because it's, it, it's so clearly Diaz. Just, just give it Diaz, man. Just, he's the yeah. only one that didn't disgrace himself from that pitch. <laughs> he's yeah. the only one. Yeah, nah, yeah Diaz or... Diaz, well, yeah, it's going to be Diaz. Alisson, and again, made another impeccable save. Oh, that... But, you know you know when... Um, I'm not going to say he mucked up the pass. It never happened. But you know that when uh, Alisson come out in the first half and sort of took out Lacelso. Of yeah. like there's not there's like there's just no keeper on the yeah. planet that is brave enough to be like, do you know what? I'm just gonna put I'm literally gonna put my body body on the line. That wasn't yeah. uh, most other keepers would half ass do it and give away a penalty. And Allison's yeah. just like I don't care if he kicks me in the face. Like I don't care. I'm stopping the ball. And yeah. it, it's like yeah, what, he, he, he made some really key saves but yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, problem, problem. Do, oh, do you know what? God. Like, I know, I know. We've like eulogised about Diaz tonight, but do you know what the crazy thing is? Like, you're talking about his dribbling ability, your scouting report that you've done. I never thought it'd be this good. Like, I just, oh, I, I, I never I, imagined I, I, I that he'd be that good. Look, you think it could become good, but it will probably take time. You know, obviously, we, we always say you know, just into to club system X, Y, and Z. But to have that literal instant impact as soon as he came on and uh, you know uh, it was interesting he said the cards go because remember when he like kind of he looked like he'd done his knee in on that one yeah. tackle yeah, like, oh, yeah 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 um like this, this is happening again like, you know we talk about vietnam flashbacks it literally happened there but but yeah man he's oh my what a footballer yeah, yeah he's quality he's we've quality done it again he's we've done, done it again yeah he's, he's quality man Absolutely. And, speak, and speak, speaking of Allison, by the way, it's, it's crazy to also think that without his header against West Brom, we wouldn't be in this position. Oh, <laughs> no. Facts. I know. It's so, it's so good that that will be cemented into history and it won't just be something that we get to remember. That will be something that... That's the thing, man. It, yeah. that, that moment, it will not be a footnote in history. It's, yeah. it, you know, it's absolutely you... insane, man. You know when Everton call us the devil's club and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I slightly get it when you have moments like that. Yeah, 100%. I completely get it. To be fair, they were also sacrificing dogs at the weekend, so I mean... I wet myself when I saw that. I actually wet myself. 
It's like, you know, in Jurassic Park, where it's like, what happened to the goat? It was kind of like, kind of that <laughs> yeah, moment. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, oh. oh, it's bad. But hey, must have worked. I mean, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, fair play to them. Fair play yeah, to them. Fair, they fair they had a, they, they inherited the cop spirit for a game, the spirit that they mock so much. And oh, it worked. Shot horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but I like to, I like I like to thank Spurs for um, making us move quick off of Diaz because obviously that was a summer target, and you know their 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 involvement to get him. Can you imagine that Spurs got Diaz? We were going to get him in the summer. They somehow got it through and we saw him doing it for Spurs. Oh. Well, the, funniest, the, the even funnier thing was Everton really wanted him last summer. Oh, fucking hell. They're, they're embarrassing, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're embarrassing. I'm surprised Imagine United didn't offer him 500 it. grand. We we, we, we were paying Grealish figures to get this guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well done, man. Well done. We've done, we done excellently well, man. This guy is a superstar. Absolute superstar. Super, super. Super talent, man. And the, the the one thing I want to kind of like end on before we kind of just uh, before we do sign off is it just you, you saw it within within the players, like in the post match interviews and everything that's come out after the game. That just how much that this moment means to them, um, yeah. considering everything that happened last season in terms of the injuries and just he- hearing hearing Virgil kind of talk. You know, it's crazy that I'm in this position now when literally last this time last year I wasn't playing football and I hadn't played football for nearly eight months. And when you look at it through that lens, just, you know, we take it for granted as, as supporters most of the time. And it's, it's only natural too, because, you know, it's week in, week out. It's, it's you know, we do our, um, well, you know, for, for the majority, the, the, well, not for the majority, like a monotonous uh, a job and this is our kind of release and it's kind of what we come to expect week in, week out. But for these players, it's, it's, it's their lives, man. It's what they train so hard for week in, week out. And you just, just see kind of that overriding amount of emotion that how much it means to, you know, so Diaz crying after the game that he's in this position, you know, how kind of sentimental it is to verge the passion of, uh, of, of Sadio, the, the steel mentality of Mo kind of saying that, you know, boy, I want to play Real Madrid. I want to get the revenge for what happened in, uh, in, in Kiev. And just seeing, so, so, just seeing how much it means to those boys, it's just, it, it makes you proud, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you can see it now that they realise that they're a few games away from being like in the history books, not recent history books, not in our lifetime history books. That's going to be like in that they look back at the olden days and they'll talk about this team. They won't even talk about the Liverpool team from before. It will be this team. And that's that is insane in the summer. I was arguing tooth and nail that we were still the best team about and I would never have imagined that we were this close from literally being possibly the best team in English football, full stop. Yeah, no, definitely. And just a quick note on that signing off. Can you imagine 2021, Diaz um, getting shirt number for Porto, 2022 fast track, He's won what? He's going to win. He's won a cup. He's going to win his opportunity to win other medals, Premier League possibly, Champions League final. I can I, I can see why he was crying. Like, yeah. What 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 a lottery ticket, man. Yeah. And if you look at his story, it always come up as well. Um, you know when he got spotted in that. Yeah, he's he's in dreamland. He's in dreamland. Do, do you know what that is? I think that's what's so like lovable about all our players is that 
every single one of them's got that little that little yeah, story yeah. and like they yeah. prop they we're proper deserve it. Whether we raided Southampton or we yeah. raided Hull or Newcastle, we didn't like we didn't buy stars. No, like they became stars of us, and that's what I love about our club. I really yeah. do. Yeah, makes me proud. Fahi, take us home. No, no, home. Hold on. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, He's I was eating. trying to unmute myself. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. Not yet. It's just warming up. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's mad to think where we were, um, twelve months ago. Think about the dire straits we were in. Think about how me and Glam were arguing every single day. Uh, we were getting packed in by Tony Khan. You know what I mean? We, we were getting packed in by Tony Khan. <laughs> Fulham were going into Anfield and taking three points easy. Um, and, and now we're, we're fighting on all fronts. We've played every single game possible this season. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're going to be in another Champions League final with possibly the best LFC team we've all seen um, in our lives. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a great time to... Um, be a Reds. The, the season isn't ending anytime soon. We've got another, what, eight cup finals, really and truly. Let's see yeah. what happens. But, yo, we're going to Paris, man. May 28th. Get ready. Kef in Wembley. Kef en Francais. It's, um, boy, never been a better time to be a patron subscriber, I'll tell you that. So, patreon.com forward slash Cup for sure. <laughs> and it's also yes. never been a better time to be a Liverpool supporter. Six massive games left from now till the end of the season. Six cup finals in every single one of them. Immortality is achievable. Immortality is in grasp. But the immortality of this podcast will last forever. Hope you've enjoyed listening to it. I've been your host, Chris, and I've been joined by Yak, Glam, and of course, Hollywood Fahi. We'll see you with the weekend preview on Thursday. But until then, if you're not a patient subscriber, we'll see you next week. Stay safe. Enjoy it. Drink it in. And up the fucking reds. Let's go. Yes. Let's go, boys. Sports Social Podcast Network.